Hey, it's Greg. Thanks for checking out Toronto Today for Tuesday, September the 20th. So there's a lot of opinions about health care, a lot of opinions about what we need to do with hospital beds, a lot of opinions of what we need to do with long-term care. But are they practical solutions? Are we talking in platitudes and not practicalities? And I give you an example again of another country, Australia, Commonwealth country. You know where it is. And they have more doctors per people. And they're able to get people into surgeries faster. And they're able to reduce wait times. And yes, there's some private enterprise involved. I want you to listen to me lay it out. And you've got your opinion. You can tell me what you think afterwards. I saw this yesterday and couldn't help but react because I'm like, oh, there will be some ideas here. I, I look for concrete ideas. It's one thing to say abstract things and believe in, in abstract principles. But what's concrete? Right, big difference between concrete and abstract, I find. And it's a, an opinion column in the Toronto Star from Anthony Dale. He's the president of the Ontario Hospital Association. Um, that's He's never been a doctor, but I, that's neither here nor there for me. Um, you can be, I think, the president of the Ontario Health Association and not be a physician. But I think it's important for where I'm going to go on this. Here's the headline. To solve the hospital capacity crisis, we need better care for seniors. Well, that makes perfect sense. And that's logical we're getting uh to be an older population and if you haven't had a conversation like i've had several different conversations in the summer and i've had them with politicians and i've had them with colleagues and i've had them with doctors and nurses could be a dm conversation it could be sitting on someone's back porch but yes we're all um concerned about the aging population in ontario and we have very good reason to be this number will floor you Seniors right now compose 17.6% of Ontario's population. You see them wandering around. Sometimes you're stuck behind them in a car. I mean, I'm sure there's 20-year-olds that consider me a senior, and I'm going. I'm moving too slow. Or I've left my left turn blinker on, and I've moved into the right lane. Fine, it happens. But their share of the province's population isn't going down. It's going up. That'll get to 24%. That's 17.6% right now. By 2043, 21 years from now, that'll get to 24%. Is that good or is that bad? Well, it's nice that people are living longer. It's wonderful people will uh, be existing longer than they are. I like the idea of a longer life expectancy. And to put the numbers together for you as well, they've moved quite a bit. We used to live 71 was the life expectancy in 1960. Think about what we did. Didn't exercise as much. Probably smoked more. Uh, There'd be accidents in the workplace. There'd be less protection. No seatbelts. Drinking and driving. I can keep going. And now, no matter what you hear that's out there, we live to uh, 82.05%. That's almost four full years longer than the United States. We live 13 years longer than the average person in India. That's amazing. Take that somewhere uh, and win win a wager at lunch with that. 13 years. India's life expectancy is 69.7. We're 82.1. So that's good. This is good. And some of that gets attributed to how our health care takes care of us. Okay, fine. But here's the problem. And let me come back to the Anthony Dale article. He notes that a sixth of Ontario's hospital beds are occupied by people who no longer require hospital care but cannot go home safely. So it's a bit of a domino effect, as is noted. I get that. Um, there's a lot of pejoratives in this particular op-ed when I dissect it. There's more than 6,000 patients in Ontario hospitals, which seems like a lot, 
but I'm going to tell you from running this past a couple doctors yesterday, it isn't necessarily. That's probably to be expected in a province of 15 million people, close to 16 million people now. And of course, we have to reframe our conversations about long-term care. And we're starting to, okay? No one wants to be in the hospital any longer than necessary. I quote Anthony Dale here. And being stuck inside one does not offer Ontario seniors the quality of care or quality of life they deserve. And he's right. But soon enough, there's going to be far more old people let or far more old people and less people in the workforce. Things are getting more expensive. That isn't going to shift anytime soon. So taking care of people will also be more expensive and more and more expensive. But nowhere in this op-ed, nowhere in this op-ed is a lot of platitudes, but nowhere in this op-ed is a practical solution. And you know what mine is. And you know what several people's are. And that's looking at some aspects of co-pays, looking at some aspects of taking private capital and injecting it into the healthcare system. The final report of Ontario's LTC COVID-19 commission states this leaders at every level must put their hearts as well as their minds into reimagining the care of the elderly in this province. Okay. Easier said than it is done. It is. We've got these record numbers. We're only going to have more. Is it good to build facilities? It sure is. By the way, who's going to pay for those facilities right now? You and me. And the biggest anecdote I utilize, because I've heard about this from some people with aging parents, is the idea that they say, and I say when I think about my own parents, imagine doing everything the right way, paying into the system, calling, calling it as you see it for decade after decade, getting older from your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, and then boom, all of a sudden you need something and you need it now for your quality of life. Could be a shoulder, a hip, knees, whatever. Anybody who's ever, I've had two knee surgeries. Um, and, and I had them before I was 42 years old and they've been working pretty good since then, but imagine brand new knees, an artificial hip, a shoulder. You're not able to work because of your injury. You're not even able to enjoy life and imagine wanting to take money out of your own pocket and get that surgery faster. Nah, can't do it here. Got to travel somewhere else, or you've got to do it under the table. That's not helping our system right now. And there's more than enough. I came across another country I looked at, Australia, our friends down under. We got a lot of the same characteristics, Australia and Canada. But Australia has universal health insurance, Medicare. They modeled it on our plan. A lot of people don't know that. They modeled it on our plan. But they do some things differently. They do some things differently. There's mandated co-payments. One in 12 Australians who use medication say they have to file uh, and, and get a prescription filled, and it costs them something. Now, among the 20% of Australians with the lowest incomes, they're fully covered. The other 80% are not. We think we have free health care. We already know that we don't. We hear that, and we hesitate. We shrug our shoulders and say, that's not true. That's not true in the least. And we're going to drive more health care spending. Revenues are going to slow. Costs are going to go up. What's that going to do to any business? Well, it ain't going to be great. And so there's going to be adverse effects on our seniors. If we, and we'll be all be seniors someday. That has tremendous risk. We're risking future recession, rising interest rates, and a bunch of other unexpected events. Okay? We're going to expand health care expenditures up. So where's the money coming from? Well, it's already coming from you and me. And wouldn't it be nice to get things faster, get urgent care expedited? 
We pay for for our, our seniors to go into long-term care. We pay for them to travel somewhere and have health insurance if they're snowbirds. But we're doing nothing to wipe out any kind of primary deficits, any kind of spending changes, any kind of tax policy changes. What if you got a tax refund for paying for a surgery? What if that was an incentive to put money into the system and then get it back? My goodness, we do this with home repairs. We have to figure out a better way here. That number was jarring to me yesterday and nowhere in Anthony Dale's op-ed is any acknowledgement that this comes with a higher cost. It's just, we need to do more. Well, practical things create mean practical, practical uh, problems mean practical decisions that we have to make. And if we're going to get to almost one of every four persons being over 65 in the province in 20 years, we better start having more honest conversations about it.